Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, The Deep Dive, featuring your esteemed hosts, Andy Monitor and Drew Dinzik, powered by BetSperts. Welcome to The Deep Dive. The 2003 Saints edition of The Deep Dive starts now, and I don't know what to think about these guys because this Saints team has a very specific identity that I am not sure what to make of. To me, they look like, what if you took the Raiders and you put them in a terrible division in a worse conference? (laughs) What would happen? Because this 2023 Saints roster... It is raidery, <laughs> not just because of Derek Carr, but holy smokes, the way their strengths and weaknesses are, some of the thin parts of the roster, the way that they are going to have to win games. Uh, I mean, boy, oh boy, does it have whiffs of autumn of the autumn wind. Yeah, and this was this was another team that was kind of in it towards the end. I, I think they were in it in the week 16 or 17 they were eliminated by some other teams their division winning they just haven't had that it's funny you mentioned it during the falcons pod but they haven't had that uh super good luck with the drafting anymore they found some guys they just got to get them used get them healthy i really like chris Olave, but yeah last season i mean you, you can probably probably mark that down as a disappointment i think people had at least some hopes that they would fight for the division. It was a seven, 10 year, just like almost everybody in the division. And, you know, they won some games against some worse teams. They had a goofy one with the Falcons, a goofy one with the Seattle. They were pretty decent at home, but you know, in, in the end, didn't have it at quarterback. It never got your wide receiver core that was going to come together for like the last three years. At, at this point, Michael Thomas has now turned into what was the GNR album? Chinese Democracy. Chinese Democracy. What a, what a oh call. Oh, my gosh. Great like, call. Just never, it's, this is never – he's never coming back. It's just never happening. <laughs> it's just not – It's like, it's does he exist? Happen. Schrodinger's wide receiver. Give he's up. on the Give team, up. but he's not yeah. on the team. Um, <laughs> Schrodinger's wide receiver. There's, so, I mean, they're, they're close to having, like, a decent roster. But – and and I will say again. And I, I didn't mention this for this pod yet, but we were pre-recording this on eight three. So if we talk about you know something and this guy is hurt or in prison or not, we didn't know about it two weeks ago. Andy's on vacation. He's in. He does not give a shit. He's sitting on a beach down in Wilmington. Yeah. But uh, know that uh, I don't know where I was going with this now. Once they threw that disclaimer. No, the uh, what what was I talking about? Michael Thomas not showing up for Michael Thomas just not showing up. Yeah, receiver. The, the, the issues, the issues that we saw from last year. So oh, anyway, okay. this morning the football outs. I'm not going to call it the FTN thing, but the Football Outsiders Almanac, which is the FOA thing. Else, yeah, yeah, came out and there. If there's a, you know, chapter that if you don't read all the chapters, if you get it. Saints one is worth it because he paints a really, really bleak picture of kind of what they've done with this, you know, the cap that they've used over the past few years. And it's funny, there's a really good line that I'm going to I'm going to go find right now talking about it, because 
and I, I should hat to Barrick Eager too. He's I've learned a lot about void years from listening to his stuff with Sumer. Mm-hmm. I didn't quite understand how those worked, but it is it is really, really just backloading sure. kind of where the where the money's like, oh, it doesn't fit in this year. What if I smash my hand against it and smear it out a couple of years? <laughs> that guy might have, I mean it's just like a whole bunch of Bobby Mania contracts, but in the in the thing, and I should uh, I should find the author. I think it was Tannier. Mike Tannier says, "See, the cap. The Saints have not simply folded shop and stopped paying employees or anything unfortunate <laughs> like that. That's not. That has never been what is meant by cap hell. <laughs> cap hell is a roster that has grown too old and top heavy, and that's kind of where they're at. Like they just. I feel like can't. there's an analog in there too about football outsiders in general. Yeah." Mm. <laughs> but they, yeah, they can't. It's funny they can't, they can't keep players they should want to keep because yeah. of the, the contract structure of some of these older players. So I'm, I, and it was a really good read, and it has almost no bearing, you know, on the short term outside sure. of uh, obviously what they're able to put together on the field this year. But it is not good looking long term. Like you basically just have to wait for the salary cap to come meet you. As it goes yeah. up every year. Well, like they did better than they did better than points bet, uh, who paid Drew Brees, uh, uh, you know, over his uh, and RIP Drew Brees, RIP points bet. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I think the Saints are still they're still paying the price of having Drew Brees, um, you know, into his 40s, um, and you know, chasing a second Super Bowl with uh, an aging roster gets expensive um and the bill comes due and almost certainly with some of the guys that they let walk out of the uh, building this year particularly on the defensive side of the ball it looks like they're just paying the bills to a degree so i get all of the analogs here um and i guess credit even for having figuring out a way to bring in a quarterback in Derek carr who almost certainly would be an upgrade over rerunning the Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton experience. Um, that didn't really make a ton of sense last year. And I say this while putting both hands up. I bet the Saints to win the South last year. It was a good price. I really was just trying to find any way to take on the Bucks. Um, and, you know, Winston getting hurt early kind of prevented us from ever really figuring out if that was going to work. Um Andy Dalton did better than people probably realize uh, in terms of EPA per play saints and the bucks were like kind of identical last year in terms yeah. of offense and defense, which is weird. Um, but offensively they couldn't get a ton going on the ground. Uh, the passing offense was below average, uh, but the defense performed well enough with an easy ish schedule uh, that they were in a lot of these games and they almost won eight. And honestly, if they just hold on, a little bit longer against Tom Brady in week 17 yeah. or whatever it was. They're, they're, you know, they're the ones getting their asses handed to them by the Cowboys. That, that game, <laughs> and we, we did bring this up a little during the, you know, during the Buccaneers podcast. We said that like Tom Brady didn't play his best, but he still could turn it on. And that was the greatest example because the Buccaneers were, they weren't down by a lot, but they were dead to rights. They looked okay. so bad for three quarters like they were not doing anything and then mm. brady puts together two of his nicest drives of the whole fucking year it was 16 to, to three with three minutes left andy yeah it's like oh Game's man <laughs> once once i saw the first drive and then they got the ball back 
like, oh, this this is done. Like he's gonna go do that again. That, that last one, he looked angry, and it looked so easy. Like that that was a bad feeling if you wanted the Saints to win that game. But uh, yeah, they, they were close to. They had a couple close games, couple close calls, flip, and suddenly you're not looking so bad. Obviously, that you know, if they had won that game against Tampa, they probably play a little differently on January eighth against Carolina. You know that that game obviously didn't matter. They were eliminated at that point. So, you know, this could have been this could have been a nine win team for sure. And I don't mm-hmm. know if the ceiling was a lot higher than that, considering what happened with the injuries at quarterback. But overall, I really thought because of everything that happened and you know what they're spending and the fact that uh, this is the worst part about pre recording these. Kamara is probably going to get suspended this week. What what number should we use to assume? Four. I've heard it's between two and six. I'm going to go with four. Yeah. For. Say he's, you know, you have that suspension. Do you know that's not even their only suspension? They have probably what? coming this. Uh, really? Mar- Marcus May got a a good DUI. Like I feel like it was a <laughs> he was over the limit a bit, and so and that's another thing. He has court here soon, and oh. the reports are that this court date has been set because he needs to change his plea. His original plea was not guilty, so that means he's pleading the opposite of that, which is guilty. Um, I don't know that the NFL has like. Well, he might be changing it to not guilty by reason of insanity. We don't know. He could go no contest. Yeah, he could no contest. I I don't know what the NFL's policy on DUI is or if they actually have policies for specific things. But after Todd Downing got shit-faced on the airplane and had one at like four in the morning, you think they – you think they'd ready to kind of come down on people about drinking and driving. So they might have two players suspended right off the bat. Just the, the ghosts of, you know, Peyton and God, who was our, who was our D our DC back then? Old Bounty Gate. Why can't I think of his name? Greg. Greg. That guy's probably Greg just Williams. taking job interviews all the time. Well, I mean, everybody wants that's him, what he's so, been yeah. doing. Everybody wants to hire him. So yeah, is is a very, very busy schedule. Yeah. Calendars. So, So, and back kind of back to my point was now that I've read just how dire it was, I knew it was dire, but it's really the Piper Piper's coming calling and he's bringing 15 of his best friends. Like Mm -hmm. it's not looking great long-term. I guess I'm kind of surprised they went out and got a quarterback this year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how they figured it out. (laughs) You have an an older roster. You're old in the wrong spots. And like, I, I don't know if the, the selling point was we can probably win the division next year, guys. It's that bad. Like, let's do you wanna do you wanna win four games or do you want to win nine games? Go get go get a quarterback. Yeah. yeah. And it's it doesn't yeah. feel like the the juice is worth the squeeze unless you're you know, you're the kind of ownership group who doesn't care, wants to win this year, every year, all the time. Yeah. Uh, help whatever be damned. Yeah, I mean the the fans down there are going to they 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 return they return in kind all of the everything you're pouring into this franchise. Like you know, you can go 7 and 10. The fact that you're spending the money that you're trying to win, they appreciate it. Um Saints fans probably some of the best and truest true bluest in the NFL. Um so I am it's a it's a cool it's a cool unique franchise for those reasons. Um but <clears throat> It's not a franchise I'm buying long-term stock in. I think I'm not so sure I'm buying short-term stock in. No, and I I think like I'm definitely not buying short-term stock in, but I'm 
but I'm not buying long-term stock. And it's mostly because in your division, uh, the Falcons have a plan that they at least have a plan, whether it works or not. We'll see. Uh, the Panthers have 1.01 now under center that may not work this year, but it will work eventually. Presumably they have elite talent on that roster otherwise. And the point that you made, which really sticks to me is that the saints team is old in the They're, the guys who are good, who are left in the building, are way up there. In and the, expensive. Uh, in the age department. And expensive, yeah. So it, the um, the paying the piper, the bill coming due, that wiped out your middle class. A lot of those young guys that like help teams sustain excellence is because they draft and develop. And when they got to pay those guys, they can pay them internally in team-friendly manners and the saints a lot of those guys just just walked out the door now those guys happened to underachieve to a degree last year um i'm looking squarely at like a marcus davenport who you traded assets for and just didn't really return much um but i think david onyamata is a loss i think caden ellis is a loss i think shy tuttle is a loss I think yeah, I do think Davenport is a loss. Um, Davenport was good. He'll he'll fit in well up there. One, one, two. Those four players are four of your six best from last year's defense, and they're the younger guys, the guys that you, the guys that were the first and second of last year's defense stuck around. It's Cameron Jordan and Demario Davis. Uh, you want to. You want to guess for me how old Demario Davis is this coming up season? 33. Uh, Demario Davis is, for some reason, it's not sorting correctly. Nobody knows. He's how old he is. 35. He was uh, God, I born in 1989. Uh, he will turn 35. The uh, Cameron Jordan will turn 36. Or sorry, 35 as well. So these guys were both drafted in 2011, 2012. Uh, and that's who you now are counting on to anchor everything for you defensively. Um, big question mark, I guess, is really just what do you have and what do you have in Marshawn Lattimore? Um, he was a little bit of a, uh, a mixed bag last year. He only started seven games. Is that injury or suspension? I don't 100% remember. Um, but, uh, yeah, Demario Davis was a huge, huge standout for you last year. He's got to be on the wrong side of thirty, uh, and uh, yeah, this is this is going to be a tricky a tricky transition year for you, where you have super you know aging vets and a lot of young guys backfilling, and I think this defense could be bottom five. I think this is going to be the type of team like the Raiders, where you're going to have to win by scoring thirty in a given week. I think this is a very different type of Saints than you're used to seeing in recent years. Yeah, that checks out. It just it feels like the defense could take a step back. There are issues on this offensive line, though. And as we mentioned, we still have the Michael Thomas issue of is he just that fragile or does he not care or is he actually just super injured all the time? And, and then you have Kamara probably going to miss some time here. Uh, the silver lining on all the problems I'm trying to list with the possible offense is that it is a very comfortable fit for Derek Carr as far as the offense. Like, he should be able to just slide in here. With, hand in glove. I mean, it's very hand in glove. They even, they even brought in Gruden for a bit to, like, help 
help get take care of like this transition. Like it was a, it should go pretty smoothly. He's a good enough quarterback to elevate this offense more than obviously like an Andy Dalton, despite, you know, saw how some of last year's numbers looked under a, you know, a strange regime in Las Vegas. So I'm bullish on Carr to a certain point, as much as I can be. I worry about the, the line. Obviously the line had some depth issues when they got hurt. Um, they brought in your guy, Storm Norton. as, as oh, depth. No. Did they? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, He's on the team for now, I guess we'll see. <laughs> I mean, they still got to get to roster cuts and stuff, but they, they lack depth on the offensive line. They lack depth on defense and, you know, things, this is, this is one of the teams that like things can go sideways pretty quick, despite having a bunch of pretty good players and a decent quarterback. Hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, closing thoughts on 2022 and then we'll get to the rosters. They weren't a very good team to bet on. They underachieved. By a bit, they were expected to win eight and a half games. They went seven and ten, as we mentioned. They were not a good covering team, particularly when they were favored. Two and five against the spread when they were favored. Uh, they went over their total six times, under eleven times. So this was a team that played to the under. Offense could not meet their. That basically just tells you, especially when they were favored, the offense couldn't meet their, couldn't get their number. Um. The personnel that we mentioned was uh, a net negative uh, in terms of turnover, even though you bring in Derek Carr, who is uh, a positive relative to who you lose in Andy Dalton. Um, <clears throat> are you weighting that at all by position group, or are you just? Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Even with that. Yeah. It's just even, it, it's even just... the upweighting of the quarterback. It's still yeah. a net negative. That yeah, checks I mean, out. I give you a plus for bringing in Jamal Williams, but I also don't have Jamal Williams as a top 30, you know, much more than a top 20 running back. He's in the top 30. Um, Billy Price doesn't move the needle for me. Uh, Storm Norton definitely doesn't move the needle for me. And you really didn't bring anyone on D and on defense. Jonathan Abram, Nathan Shepard, Kayleen. Kalen Saunders. Kalen Saunders. Those aren't like defensive line pieces that are going yeah. to make a big, and a big you got there. you got draft capital from the Sean Payton trade. Otherwise, you've been trading away your picks. You get draft capital from Sean Payton trade. Who did they take late? Anyone in that the, matters in the twenty three draft? I guess they took a backup. It must be Brian Breesy. I guess. Oh yeah, uh, Breesy. He's but he's. Right now, at least he's second string after Nathan Shepard. Um, this is he'll play. Uh, you know, he'll he'll rotate in. I, yeah. I th- and I think the same goes for their second round pick, uh, Foskey. Actually, somebody I've actually watched because I caught a couple of Notre Dame games. Sure, but uh, I mean they, they insist on putting those on TV all the time. But Foskey's a, a good edge rusher. I think it's kind of like pure edge. That's kind of where he's at. So. You've got two guys that you can rotate in. That you got a lot of development. Helps. You got to do somewhat. Yeah. But then here's the other thing too: is like this Kendra Miller, the TCU running back, probably could have just used him as your second running back. Yeah, I don't think going you needed getting, this. I agree. Getting getting Williams was it, it, that did feel silly. Yeah, um, better off keeping a guy like Davenport around because right now I rate your pass rush thirty first in the NFL. Arizona is the only team on paper who has a weaker. Ability to rush the passer. You're especially weak in the middle. Um, your defense overall, 22nd. 
Uh, your linebackers are good because of Demario Davis only. Uh, and your DBs, I have top 11. Uh, so there's some there's some talent in that room. Um, overall, it's just kind of just goodish players across the board. Nobody that super duper stands out. Um, highest rate grade I have is actually for Honey Badger, your strong safety. And again, guy who's kind of long in the tooth. Uh, question about how how much he'll be able to contribute this season. Um, your offense, I have rated above average, but not by a lot. And it's because the offensive line has a couple of huge questions for me. Uh, skill position group, even you know, not expecting much out of Michael Thomas. I have fourteen. Pete is expensive. Derek Carr, I have as tw- as a as top twelve, but not you know low ceiling. At least Pete is expensive. Pete. Pete is an injury waiting to happen. Ramchek is an injury waiting to happen. Cesar Ruiz has underperformed his draft capital. Eric McCoy has underperformed his well, draft yes, capital. Ru- and Ruiz Trevor Penning missed time for an injury. Penning missed a lot of time. I was worried he was going to get kicked off the team for being an asshole. Yeah, that was the guy getting in fights right away. And then yeah, Ruiz, Ruiz and Penning. You know that's kind of the future of your offensive line. Those guys have missed a lot of time already in their young careers. So the offensive line maybe has this kind of sneaky upside with those guys. You know, not getting a, a ton campaign, out of them yet. Yeah. And, if they have yeah, a full campaign, I agree with you. Yeah, Penning is the real question because he's your left tackle. And if you have Derek Carr operating an offense and you have players like uh, Chris Olave and Rahid, Rashid, Rashid Saheed uh, trying to get open downfield, you need to protect you need to protect Carr for longer than 2.2 seconds. He's got to have an intact pocket. And I can see Trevor Penning, if he either is un- ineffective or unavailable, that is all of a sudden a huge, 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 huge problem. Um Need I remind you how Derek Carr performed with uh, Alex Leatherwood as his uh, starting left left tackle? Uh, it was a little rough. Um, so yeah, I'm, I mean, realistically, uh, offensive line is probably keeping this uh, a relative ceiling on these guys. Um, <clears throat> where have you heard this before, Andy? <laughs> There's some questions about the protection. Derek Carr is behind her center. Uh, they have good skill position players. Uh, you know, this is this is a. It just feels like Raiders redux to me in every possible way. I like Chris Olave to break out, but you know, again, with the potential for Derek Carr being under duress in key moments, I don't know that that leads you to wins. It may lead him to an awesome fantasy season, but I don't think anything more than that is coming from that. Um, yeah, Alvin well, Kamara. Then, I mean, quick back to Penning never. too. I think. Penning just like started, you know, even now he's had some injury issues. He was held out of a practice or two, I believe right off the bat. Like he's one of those where I don't think they're penciling him in quite yet. Like, Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. He has to go out there in the preseason and like show up for sure. And be healthy to even be the left tackle that they drafted. Yeah. I mean, you could slide slide Hurst in there and he's not that below replacement level, I guess. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, it doesn't look like Storm Norton is the first answer, which is a good thing. Um, the uh, the the thing about Penning that cracked me up was they like they were like they had a quote when he was held out practice. He was like, "Yeah, he's got a foot injury, but it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same foot 
injury that he has. Looks bad. Now he has two hurt feet. <laughs> I was like, I don't think that's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd, I'd rather, I mean, I, not that I, I mean, I wish he was just, it was soreness as he's recovering from whatever surgery he had, not another injury either in his other foot or the same foot. Um, so yeah, kind of tricky, uh, kind of tricky to, to, to get a good sense that this is going to be a, a trucking offense in any shape or way, shape or form, which I think they're going to need to considering some of the weaknesses on the defense. Really. I think with an average schedule, this is a below average team and maybe the schedule kind of puts them back in the conversation for getting a, uh, uh, a wild card spot, but who knows? Let's look at that now. I, I we guess we got to give them a grade. I'm going to give them a C minus. Yeah. I don't know. I, I really C-. wish they would just throw like rip the bandaid off. You're just letting it get crusty one more day. Like, Yep. Your upside is not I, – I get it, give back to the fans, but, man, I'd, I'd want to start thinking about winning the Super Bowl in a few years with a different quarterback because Carr's not some long-term answer at this point. Yeah, I would have just ripped the Band-Aid off and started a rebuild, but that's hard to stomach, too, when you when you're, have people to answer to. Yep. Yep, we agree. Um, all right, let's look at the schedule. Uh, it is – like all of the other AFC NFC South <laughs> easy. schedules, easy in terms of opposing quarterbacks. So at least you got that going for you. Um, toughest quarterback is Trevor Lawrence. Where have you heard that before? Um, a lot of rookies, a lot of second year guys, a couple third year guys. Uh, you, I guess at least you don't have to play Derek Carr twice because he's on your team. <laughs> you do. Yeah, get you don't the have benefit. to play the best quarterback. In the yeah, league. you do get the benefit of. You get Ritter and Howell Trask, and, and excuse me, Ritter and Mayfield Trask and uh, Bryce Young rookie, uh, six six of your seventeen games. That's pretty good. Um, every everything's a coin flip on here. Tampa Bay at in the Superdome is the only game in their entire schedule. Oh no, I'm excuse me, Tennessee week one. My bad, missed that one. Tennessee in the Superdome week one, Tampa Bay in the Superdome week four, the only two games in the entire schedule where you have a win probability over 55%. Crazy, 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 crazy. You need a double-sided coin. Yeah. (laughs) It is just, yeah, 15 coin flips. Um, Let's say... I mean, let's say the defense takes a little step back, but not huge. Do you think there's enough with what they've got together on the offensive side of the ball to like be good enough to win 12 games here? Because no, that's the thing. It doesn't take a lot to win 10, 12 games to the well, schedule. See, that's the thing is I worry a lot about quarterback play in the NFL this year. I'll be pump, totally candid with you. I think we're in for a pretty bad regular season in terms of just general quarterback play, right? Lower your expectations. If you're expecting entertaining football for the regular season, number one, maybe you weren't paying total attention last year in the regular season. The playoffs were amazing. The regular season was not. Um, the Derek Carr could be top 10. Very well could be. If he gets a modicum of protection and he has Thomas and Olave to throw to, that he could very well finish top 10. I still don't know that I'm interested in backing you against other teams on this schedule who have plucky upsidey type of uh, offenses. Like we're going to have to make some very hard decisions about 
What do you think of Indy versus these this defense? What do you think of Chicago versus this defense? What do you think of Carolina? What do you think of the Giants? Like these are bad offenses, and I might be talking myself into taking the points or laying the points with those teams in coin flippy situations just because I feel like they could get the better of an an aging linebacking core and no pass rush, right? No pass rush is really the key, right? Like a team like Chicago, I'll back Chicago in a heartbeat against the Saints. You're not going to rush Justin Fields and you have don't necessarily have speed to match him on the ground. Like Fields' best game should be in the Superdome at the beginning of November this year. He should freaking torch those guys similarly with the you know if anthony richardson is clicking for the colts that's a decent spot for him if cj like the saints to me on defense look like the soft landing for a lot of rookie quarterbacks <laughs> do you know what i mean maybe i'm crazy it's the pat the pass rush part of it is what like like oh, if the pass rush stinks and Lattimore just doesn't have it it's uh it's something you're excited about if you're putting together an offensive game plan because it's like it's not trying to find that one way to beat a team. It's hey, there's like three different ways we can beat this team. Let's mix it up. It really opens up how we can put our game plan together. It really opens up how we can sequence this. It's like I have a very strong feeling that you know our scripted plays are gonna be highly successful. Like for for sure. If that defense has just a couple hiccups and goes too far in the wrong direction, it's a it's a good spot for some of these bad quarterbacks in this spot, in this spot. Like yeah. uh, there, yeah. there's a lot of that this year. Like I, there's no guarantee. I, you know, I went over this extensively with Atlanta. Like there's no guarantee that defense just suddenly is good with all, all the new names. You know, Carolina still has some deficiencies as they're still rebuilding. Like, uh, man, it just kind of comes down to like, who's going to figure out the offense in this division with the huge handicaps of, you know, being the Saints with this roster and this line, having Baker Mayfield and Trask, having a rookie quarterback, and then having a really weird ass kind of offensive, you know, philosophy. Like, whichever one of those turns out the best just wins the division. Because I don't think there's gonna be a tough of def- a lot of tough defensive battles, you know, in any of these games. No. You know, and granted, not in those games. We're still think. not we're still not saying like, oh, these are all over games. A lot of these teams still, even if the defense isn't good. It might trend towards under if those if those totals are getting a little too high. We'll see how effective some of these teams are in the red zone. And then just, I guess the the big question is the Pete Carmichael thing. And is that been, a real person? He's been with, like he's been with uh, Sean Payton forever. Like he was, he's technically been the offensive coordinator since 2009 we talked about him last year but like hey this is a person that people don't know exists um but you know he's been the offensive quarter since 2009 and i mean let's call it what it is he got dealt a shitty hand last year for uh, the start of that regime but uh, people seem to trust him the, the stuff i've read the stuff i've listened to people are excited about him although he didn't really want the job Joe Woods is the defensive coordinator. That's a yeah, red flag. Talk about, about that. Never got the some of the pieces in in Cleveland. Oh, that's probably the last time we I mean, we were talking about this on the Falcons pod. Sorry to flashback, but last time a defense got a bunch of pieces and they never really equaled the sum of the parts was probably Cleveland a couple years ago. 
they went out and well, got a bunch of pretty good parts too. Yeah, they were pretty good parts. It just didn't it didn't ever really put together. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes um, it just doesn't it just doesn't completely work out for yeah. them. So uh boy. You look let's, at their betting odds? Yeah, let's look at them. Forty to one for the Super oh, Bowl is a hard pass. Oh my goodness gracious, Derek Carr is a clown in there. Um NFC seventeen to one is a hard pass. NFC South one plus one thirty. I think that's way too high. I mean, I'm fine if you want to make them the favorite because they have the best quarterback. Fine, I'm not gonna really scream and and yell at you, but uh, I don't think they should be prohibitive favorites. Um, Make the playoffs. Yes, minus one eighty. 188, no, plus 152. No is intriguing to me. Just I was going to say that's probably a little juicier than it should be to make that. Like, yeah. It, the way I look at things and the way I have teams power ranked, it's it's more of a coin flippy kind of proposition, I think. I think it is too. And I think that's the one that's unders are probably sure. a decent. I don't, I'm not looking for like an alt under ladder. Like uh, I don't feel that confident that this team's not under seven win, and a half. Yeah, like they could seven you know, and ten seems like it happens an awful lot with this. Like team, the despite the yeah you know, the schedule. That's a great call. It's a great call. Yeah, don't go nuts. Don't go down to like two and a half. But <clears throat> I don't think I there's think, any odds in any awards that really intrigue me with these guys. Yeah, it's more of a and from game to game, we really got to know. You know, I said it's a good fit for Derek Carr. That still has to happen. That has to happen, you know, on the field against real competition week one. Um, if the defense isn't a complete disaster and Derek Carr looks okay, you know, I'm, I'm willing to change my mind on this team pretty quick. I think this team is another one with a lot of a big range of outcomes. This is not like the Falcons, but this is from like, you know, 6 to 10, 6 to 11. I don't know if they have a really, really, really high upside, even with this schedule. Maybe, you know, 11-12 is, is out there because it is just so many inexperienced quarterbacks. So, or some of them just shitty quarterbacks. But yeah, it does feel like a 6-12, to 12, wide range, a mm-hmm. lot of 7-8s. and eights. I agree with that. Uh, most wins for Derek Carr in his career, you got to guess? Um, did he have a 12? Yeah, he did. 2016, hey. he was 12 and 3 as a starter. How about that? Was that Alex Smith here? That he is one that of, division, right? Yeah, they did. That was one of two years that uh, he has won double digit games. Uh, he had 10 and 7, of course, the year that everything fell apart in Las Vegas and Gruden got, excuse me, Gruden resigned. He did not get fired. Um, There's an important distinction there. Yeah. I I mean, Derek Carr is one of the most predictable year-in, year-out players in the NFL. My goodness gracious. Flatline in terms of performance. Availability is pretty high. Uh, you can... Uh, you can make... You know, you, know what's, you know what's probably appropriately priced, Andy? All of his season-long props, they're probably exactly right. <laughs> I wouldn't play any over-unders on Derek Carr. Well, play, well played. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Jeez, man. I, I, the consistency here is pretty spectacular, I have to tell you. Um, and that, that's the question, too. You know, if you are talking regular season, I kind of want to do some reading on that. I don't feel like this is in the cards, but would they would they bench him if he was bad? 
Uh no. You have Winston so. in the wings. Winston is so. a starter. Okay. I don't know. Like what's so, again, I, I just don't think I have any inkling if that's even a thing because I really don't understand what they're even trying to accomplish this I, year. I, 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 that makes two of us. Okay. Because so, Andy, those let's, unders are pretty sexy if he doesn't play six games. Yeah, absolutely right. So let's take the eight seasons that Carr was an entrenched starter. Okay. And now just Take my word for it. We are talking about a guy that has virtually no year-over-year variability, like wildly tight, tight range here. Okay, the teams that he was on, and he was again wildly available. Worst, his worst season, he was he was a starter for fifteen games, 15, 17, 16, 16, 16, 15, 15, 16. Do you remember uh, when he hurt his leg going out of bounds that late season? Yeah, that was awesome. Marietta was in the team. That was, that was that sucked. That was rough. Um, so again, perfect consistency of the quarterback position, fully available. He has had as many as 12 wins and as few as four. So the variable pieces around a quarterback who is predictable as hell can be plus or minus uh what? A plus bunch. or minus yeah, plus or minus uh three wins. Four games. Yeah, plus or minus four. That's an eight-game stretch, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. That's crazy. So I'm going to put the range of outcomes for the Saints at uh, no fewer than four, no more than 12. You okay with that? Yeah, <laughs> definitely winning the division, even winning a playoff game is well within their range of possibilities. Sure. This is a team, if, it's, if things have gone right enough where they've won 10, 11 games, won this division, they can hang with, you know, they can hang with the Dallas. They can hang with yeah. the Minnesota. They can hang with the Detroit. If they get a home the, game. It might be value. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's the other thing, too. It's a nice home field advantage down there. Yeah. Um, winning a playoff game, definitely within the range. But like you said, winning very few games is right up there, too. <laughs> they yeah, I don't forth. know how we're betting this team. I really need to. I really need to. Yeah, this is one where I really need to see it first. Like, I oh. can't stick my neck out for this team either way. I got an answer for you. You ready for this? Uh, let me look at uh, how many times they're in primetime. One, two, three. There's only three primetime games, unfortunately. Um, this is a team that you bet against at halftime with the lead. Can't rush the passer. Questions yeah, about their ability to put the, questions. Questions about their ability to put away the game on the ground. Like if they're up seven at halftime and their opponents are minus three second half, take it. Chances are it's the game is far from decided. I like that. I can, I can agree there. Yeah. I think Especially that's Especially really... if, if, if the run game does really struggle and, and you're asking, you know, you're asking Carr to extend drives with his arm in crunch time. Have fun. Good game. Have fun. I don't know. Any other, any other saints thing? Like I said, the, uh, I might back them to come back in some games, <laughs> honestly, like a lot of the other issues. I know they were behind the eight ball with some of the thinness they had at positions, not only the offensive line, but skill position players, but they ran a lot on second down. They didn't sequence their plays very smart. And maybe again, it didn't matter with uh, who they had. They weren't really going anywhere last year, but they didn't do some of the things that really helped them out. They were the, one of the better teams as far as 
uh, play action to non-play action. They should have just, well, why don't we lean into this even more then? Uh, Taysom Hill. Who's, it's like they, they love to use him, but just a little bit. Yeah. Like he's actually highly effective in some of the schemes they put out there. Like just fuck it. I don't care if the, it's a joke. Lean into him. Like other people are doing this with, you know, position players like him now. Like I can let him let him get five carries, ten targets. Mm-hmm. Get weird with it. Have, have him return punts. I don't care. So yeah. there's so some things they, they could have done a little better. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay. Um let's put a Bo on the NFC South. Andy, hey, high five, six down, two to go. We haven't actually, we've actually only recorded five of these, but that's okay. <laughs> six down. Yeah, but the, you know, we've traveled into the future. We have. Uh, and you know what? I got to tell you, man, these last two divisions, they stink. Uh, AFC South is next week. And then we will uh, we'll start with, with the NFC West. We'll start with honorary. AFC South member at the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> thin ass Rams, the uh, quarterbackless favorites, yeah. and and Gino and the gang. Yeah, AFC South and NFC West is what's left. Um, you know what I I can commit to? Let's 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 tighten them up, and uh, we should probably reach out to some smart people and get their opinions on things. See if. If we can kind of mix it up a little bit, we should do some awards talk after we got a little bit of time to let the juices flow. Uh, it'll, uh, yeah, it'll be a fun way to wrap up the preseason. Good job. For sure, for sure. So, yeah, hit the uh, like, subscribe on the YouTube, guys. If you watch this podcast, obviously, five star review telling Drew how nice his hair is. If you liked, uh, you know, our take on the Saints or you have your own. Put it in the comments on Twitter, on the YouTube video, wherever you want to. We'll try to find it and talk to you. We'll see you in the Discord. We'll see you on Twitter. And I'm going back to the beach. Hmm. It's funny that the they're doing another one of those putting events this week. Oh, yeah? But I'm not in Myrtle, in, not in Myrtle. Though. Not in Myrtle Beach, where I'll be. It's in like Texas. <laughs> That's Joey oh. Gravy's territory.